Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We got some stuff to talk about today. So you know me with you better get you some food. You better get you some food. Well, I'm telling it again, guys. I'm going to harp on that a little bit more today. So farmers predict worse food shortages, higher prices in 2023, imminent inflation, drought, interest rate hikes. Folks, this is coming to you from Fox News, and we'll talk about that today. What else is going on? The economic meltdown may have begun. That is prophecynewswatch.com. Prophecynewswatch.com. We're going to talk about that. And uh, lots so much other stuff is going on, guys. Um, look around. Wake up. So I'm still reading Psalm 37. There's so much in just one psalm when you break it all down, um, you know, Another thing is uh, happening today is a rapture countdown. It's talking about when you see these things begin to happen. And so here's uh, one from Christian Post. Healing the lame, bringing sight to the blind. Elon Musk's ambitions for Neuralink raise deep, serious questions. Folks, we've got a lot to talk about today. So uh, let's get right to it with no more uh, him hawing around today, as we say in Texas. Alrighty, folks. So, you know, there's another article that just jumped up on here, too. I just saw uh, the sudden decline in birth rates post-vaccination in the shocking silence. And another one, Days of Noah. The entire world is shaking its fist at God. Uh, several things um, are going on. If you haven't noticed, the, the hatred um, towards Christians um, is growing stronger and stronger. Uh, not only across the globe, but here in the United States as well, which has always been a safe haven um, for Christians because we were founded on Judeo-Christian values, regardless of what the left would have you believe. That's exactly what the United States was founded on. And they came to the United States uh, because we did not want to be told uh, what um, what religion um, to follow. So anyway... Another one says here, uh, young men more likely to be shot dead in most dangerous parts of Chicago and Philadelphia than Afghanistan, Iraq. Is that not crazy, folks? This is the days of Noah. The days of Noah. All right, guys. <clears throat> crazy, crazy, crazy going on. I'll tell you a little bit of a quick story real quick. Uh, at work last night, we had two young kids just show up. And uh, one said he was 16. The other one said that his brother was 13. And uh, so I asked him some questions and tried to get some information from them. They were trying to get tickets to go to Dallas. And, uh, you know, of course, can't put minors, um, juveniles on a uh, transportation without, of course, parental consent. Parent has to be there. So anywho, I kept questioning them. They were giving me different birthdays. And the birthdays they were giving me was not adding up to their age and uh, so I was asking them some more questions. They didn't know their mother's name. They didn't know their father's name. The only way they could get a hold of their mother was through Instagram. So, of course, red flags are, you know, just clinging. And I was like, oh, okay. So I notified our law enforcement officers. They sent two officers out um, who said the juveniles didn't have to give them their names or their date of birth because um, they, were, uh, they weren't in trouble. They hadn't committed any crimes. And they hadn't. Just, you know, concerned. I was concerned. And uh, so, yeah, they ran the bogus names, bogus birthdays. Of course, they knew it. Uh, they didn't seem to be missing out of anywhere. 
And uh, so this went on for a little bit. And so they came back and they said, well, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. They can't hang out at the bus stop. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And uh, so they kind of gave us some information. I said, okay. And so they went on about their merry way. And I contacted uh, the Salvation Army, who just for your references, cannot take in minors without parents. I didn't know that. And so they sent them back. And so I ended up calling CPS. And so uh, which is Child Protective Services here in the United States. And so without any of the recourse, I didn't know what else to do. They wouldn't give us any information. And so I called them, and it's the uh, 800 number statewide. They couldn't do anything. I said, well, without their actual birthdays, there's nothing we can do because we don't know where to send the information to. I'm like, I told them, like, they're here. I understand that, but there's nothing we can do. So uh, coming from a, a person's point of view, when there's child sex trafficking, uh, all kinds of horrible things going on in this world today. Somebody's trying to help these children, and apparently there's no help for these kids. So, anywho, this went on for a little bit and a little bit, and they said they couldn't do anything because you had to call law enforcement back. There's a different number for law enforcement. I was like, all right. So I called law enforcement back, uh, explained to the dispatcher what had just happened, gave her the case number, blah, 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 and explained to them once again. So the officer called me and said, well, we can try to do that. I was like, okay. I said, I don't know what to do with these kids. You know, I'm not sure. Something's definitely not right. And they said, yeah, we agree. Nothing came about it. So here come 6, 37 o'clock. Of course, the bus station closes at 6 and then reopens. And so I ended up having to call dispatch back. And I said, look, something, I was like, I don't know what we can do. I explained everything that had been done, what I had already done. They sent two different officers out who continued to question the boys and continued to question them. And they said, you know, you're going to stop lying to us. You can't hang out at the bus station. You're minors. You know, we need to figure out what's going on. And uh, long story short, I'm telling you, these kids looked so young. Uh, one of them, the older one, um, who was 16, uh, actually was 17. And he had an arrest warrant from Dallas for a gun charge and for an assault. And uh, he was supposedly just trying to get his younger brother back home. Um, so this just goes to tell you there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today that you really wouldn't think about. You wouldn't think about these kids. Um, when you look at them, they look so innocent, you know, or they're, you know, he's like, my dad does bad. You know, he's telling me I don't want to go back because I'm afraid of my dad, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, then you get to the truth of the matter. And I still pray I still pray that this young man will learn from all of this while he's still young, while he's still 17 years old, and uh, will learn from this. And um, you know, somebody somewhere will get a hold of him and you know, tell him about Jesus, but turn his life around. There's a lot of things it just takes for people to care about these kids. And I think everybody there that I work with was showing him how much we can, and even the officers that had come out that night were showing him, like, you got to be truthful with us. I can't help you, you know, whatever. And he, he finally was. So anyway, um, this goes to show you the day in which we live when a 17-year-old kid already has a gun charge and an assault, you know, you can see that the more they try to take God out and they interject all this other garbage, you know, that they're putting in society, transgenderism and all of this crap, and you can be whatever you want to be, all this stupid crap is just tearing away at Christian values, the Ten Commandments and the moral fabric uh, of the... of of Christianity and what God says that we are to do and what we're not to do. And you can just see it's affecting our children. And that's the sad thing. That is the very sad thing. More and more children um, are, are becoming violent 
and have other friends that work in law enforcement as well, and they tell me the same thing. Is that most of the violence right now is is being done by by kids, by teenagers. Mm. And so that ought to tell you something. You know, we need to pray. We need to pray for our youth, our children of all nations. You know, that's the thing that's going on. So anyway, uh, I do apologize. My voice is still not back to normal. But like I say, at least I am not squawking and squeaking anymore. And, and at least I have somewhat of a voice. <laughs> Before, I didn't have no voice. That was kind of unusual. But anyway, so let's go ahead and dive into these some of these articles. So... The first, um, let's just go ahead and talk about how uh, the days of Noah, the entire world is shaking its fist at God. And this is a, uh, it's by Tim Moore, and it's harbingersdaily.com. And he goes, and yet in our day, we have come to find ourselves living in the days of Noah in terms of an immoral world and degraded society. People are rejecting God as creator, saying there's no outside entity that created all the known universe. They are rejecting man as being special and apart from all the animal kingdom. Uh, too, many, too many times today we hear people claim that man is just an animal they deny that mankind has been made in the image of god if you listen to hugh you Yuval harari uh you'll get that understanding as well um i did one about his book the children um it was actually by deborah uh deborah was the author of that article uh, i cannot remember her last name if you go back to the last one i have a link there to her website anyway she tore that book down and told us what it was all about and that's why he kept saying we're just animals we're just animals that's what he's saying. And so we're not created in the image of God. They're saying, no, 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 You're no different. You're no different than the mouse. That's what they're saying. If you go back to Hitler in the days, what he did and how he brainwashed people and uh, the, the propaganda and how easy it is to fool the masses. And, of course, you see it today, too, with the jab, the double jab, the triple jab, the triple jab, 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 to get your booster, 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 all this garbage. When the majority of the people know that that jab is dangerous. That those boosters are nothing. Most of the world knows that. But then you have the completely lost people. And I don't know if. Because when the Bible talks about. He'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. Um, where you have no reason. You can't reason anymore. So then you are like an animal. You can't reason. You don't You don't have that ability. Because God has taken that away. Because you've denied him so many times. And uh, your fate is sealed. It's like when Pharaoh hardened his heart. People think God did that. No. How many times does the Bible say, and Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. Remember? And then the very last time it says, and then God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So he gives you so many chances. And when you deny him enough times, then that's it. You know, that's it. You're, you have sealed your own fate. And so, which is to to be cast into hell in the end days. And so, you know, I implore you today, do not, do not, do not do that. If you're still on the fence or like whatever, don't harden your heart. But anyway, we see these things going on. And I look in the world today and I wonder, are those the same people who have totally hardened their hearts? Because you see them screaming like in, insane people. They they make no sense. They are talking about, uh, you know, this transgenderism. They're, they're literally ruining the lives of our children and they are screaming from the rooftops. These people are nuts. They think that men who have been imprisoned, that if they feel like they're a girl or a woman that they identify, they ship them to women's prison. Can somebody tell me, is that not insane, insanity, a reprobate mind, no reasoning behind it? That is the laws. So you can tell our country, the United States, is going headlong 
into hell. We have the whole country. You know, God has removed his hedge of protection from us. I know that. Um, you can tell the, the, the downfall of a, of a country, of a nation, when they reject God. And if you read Romans chapter 1, we always say Romans 1 culture. I wrote a book about that. Romans 1 culture is one of the chapters is included in that. And you can tell, and it tells you the step by step by step what happens to that nation. And we already, we are in the midst of it. We are at the very bottom and so there's, I don't think there's any hope for the United States unless we are to repent. Like the days of, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the prophet's name, Jonah. Yeah, Nineveh, the people of Nineveh. Um, they were evil, wicked, wicked people. And Jonah didn't want to go preach them because he wanted them to go to hell. You know, you ever, you know, you've been like that, like Hitler. Hitler, I want his ass to burn in hell forever for eternity. You know, but and so Jonah didn't want to go preach to these people. And of course, you know, God finally made it where he did. And what happened? They repented. They repented, and God removed His wrath. Remember, He didn't put His wrath on them. And so, it can still happen in the United States. I'm not saying it won't. If we do repent, then God will relent. But in the end days, and we're so close to everything that the Bible is saying, all these signs are converging, and it's like um, the tachometer, like you guys, you know, you like us us Honda folks, you know, we like our little Hondas, <laughs> and I'm sure there's other cars, but I'm a Honda fan, so anyway, uh, we like to rev our engines, and that little tachometer just, whoo, boy, and so uh, we get our, our English words, it's actually tachos in uh, Greek and so we get the English word tachometer from that word tachos and so anyway it just means it's going to go faster and faster and faster and that's what Jesus said would happen in the end days and we see how fast everything is going and um, Pastor J.D. Farag actually talks about that he says there's like a time there's like a, a expiration date on Bible prophecy and so when all these things are happening, you can see like we can't go much more further at the rate everything is going. And I keep going back to the book of Daniel when Daniel said, you know, God told him to seal the book up until the end of time and they would understand the book then. But Daniel's not for you. You need to go your way and, you know, whatever. And so it wasn't for Daniel to understand. But in the end days, God said we would understand. And so can you imagine Daniel writing the book in the end time like technology and all this stuff will go to and fro and travel and all this stuff. And back then that was they didn't understand that, but now we do. We do, and, and and there's knowledge everywhere. It says knowledge will be increased and all that. So there's so much knowledge right now, but there's no understanding. Have you noticed that? You can Google anything and get the, that answer in seconds. Man, I wish I had that when I was in high school writing papers, but <laughs> no, I don't. It was more fun to go to the library. But anyway, kids probably don't even know. What, they probably don't do they even have libraries in schools anymore. I don't even probably know it. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing, knowledge will just go increase, you know, and to the point now, knowledge is doubling, I think like every six months back into the 1800s, back before, this is how clo this is how fast everything happened. And I actually did the research and I put this in, in a, in my book, um, the remnant believers and the last days remnant believers, uh, one on Kindle's remnant. And then the book paperback, I think is the last days remnant believers, but anyway, it says that. And so up until 18, the 1800s, knowledge in all this stuff was doubling, I think, like every 100 to 200 years. And so now you move up into where we are right now. Knowledge is in, in the last I read was every six months and it's probably increased even more since then. And so that ought to give you an idea, like when Jesus said these things would would happen faster and faster and faster. And so like when J.D. Farag says there's like a 
expiration date on Bible prophecy. Like all these things are happening and the mark of the beast is so is here. It is here. The technology to implement the mark of the beast is here today. And you talk about they're saying agenda 2030, agenda 2030, all the stuff is going on. So, you know, I look at 2023, that's seven years from agenda 2030. And so, but I also read in Revelation 13 that the mark of the beast will not be implemented until three and a half years into the tribulation. And so this gives you guys some, some things to think about of where we're at, where we are sitting at on God's timetable. You really need to think about that because, um, you know, the rapture of the church is our blessed hope. That's our blessed hope. Jesus gave us that. That is to encourage us. That is to give us hope that even though things look the way they are right now, like in the days of Noah, there's evil everywhere. Everywhere you look. We live in a society that is disgusting, despicable, evil. You can't even turn on your TV. You can't hardly look at billboards anymore. Um, magazines, all this stuff is absolute garbage. It's garbage. This is the society that we live in. And so it is in the days of Noah. And so Jesus gave us these hope that while we're living in these end days, I'm coming to rescue you. I'm coming to save you. He has not forgot about us. He knows what's going on in the world today. He knows more than any of us. And you know it hurts God's heart that he sees all this wicked wretchedness and anger. So you know that. We know that. But God is long-suffering. Long-suffering. And when I look at this world today, and I think of how much this must hurt our Father, our holy, righteous God who has to look upon this, and I think long-suffering. I think, wow, that makes a lot more sense now. But he doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And so he is long suffering. He's waiting. And what you and my job is as believers in Christ, born again uh, believers in Christ, is we are to go and preach the gospel. We are to tell anybody and everybody about the gospel. That's our job. Our job is to tell people. Our job is not to persuade them. Our job is not to make the gospel easier for them to understand and more palatable for them to, to take it. No, our job is our commission is to tell them the gospel just like God told us to. The apostle Paul didn't back down. Read the book of Galatians when all those false prophets were coming in and trying to say all this other stuff and it's by works and it's by this and and. Paul said, no. He said, what does he say when he wrote that letter? He goes, how soon have you fallen away from the truth that you believe these people? And so read the book of Galatians if you really want to know the gospel and uh, get into the book of Romans. And so our job, our commission from Jesus Christ himself is to tell everybody. It's not our job to persuade them. It's not our job to make the, the gospel a little easier for them to under, to. to to take in, to make it softer for them. You know, if you know somebody who's a homosexual, you're not supposed to say, well, you know, God, no. You tell them what the Bible says. You tell them, God says that's an abomination. God says that is a sin. And do you think God tells us all these things that are sins uh, because he doesn't want us to enjoy life? or does No. When you look at where homosexuality, all this trend has taken the world, look how far it down the road. It just keeps on going. It keeps on. Now they're trying to say that uh, pedophiles, no, that's just, that's called child attraction or you know, whatever. They're coming up with garbage, despicable wickedness. But that's where that takes you. God 
God doesn't tell people that because, you know, he's just being whatever. No, he knows what's best for us. He created us. He knows what is best for us. We are his creation. And so he has a plan. And if we would follow his plan and follow his word, life would be so much easier. But no. But anyway, when you're confronted by that, you have to tell the people. You have to tell them their sin. Like, you know, like I I mentioned, like the other day, I read um, Landmines in the Path of Believer a few years ago, and it completely changed my I was like, I don't have a problem with pride. <laughs> Until you read the book, I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, I got to repent. But I didn't know, you know. So, but anyway, you can't, you, as we say, you can't pussyfoot around the situation here. You've got to tell them the truth. God has called us to tell them the truth. But tell the truth in love. Don't be like, you're going to hell. You know, there's that one God awful, they call themselves a church. I can't remember the name of them. They're despicable, wretched people. But you, you got to tell them in love. You know, and as Christians, we love people. We do. We love everybody. You know, and some people are harder to love than others. But, you know, you have to tell them in love. And the thing is, I've noticed when you try to talk to people, um, they don't want to listen to you. They hate you. They hate God. They hate all anything that God stands for. They absolutely hate it and this is the world that we live in and it's going to get harder and harder and harder but you still got to tell them in love you can't scream back at them as much as sometimes you want to because they're screaming at you because they they just get louder they they can't come up with anything else it's like all the democrats and all these wretched people these socialists and communists they can't come at you with facts no they have to come at you at any other thing but you can tell the world is a reprobate mind because they can't reason for themselves anymore and that's the whole point of all this was they can't. They can't reason for themselves. I have a cousin. I just happened to look at her Facebook page. And she thinks the stupid crap that they post. I mean, they believe this stuff. They believe it. They believe what they post in politics. And they believe the jab. And they believe all these masks. And they believe all this stuff. Now, I'm not saying the mask. And, you know, like here in Texas, the wind blows. And if you've got upper respiratory, you should probably wear a mask. And if you're sick... Wear the mask. The mask is for people who are sick, not for people who are not sick. So if you are sick, yes, uh, at least try to limit your exposure to getting somebody else sick. But if you're not sick, don't wear, you know, but wear a mask if you want to. If you're a doctor, you know, whatever. Do what you want to do. So that's a wonderful thing about living um, in a free society, which um, for a while there, they sure try to take those freedoms away in the rest of the world. They sure did take UK, um, Europe, um, uh, Australia, Canada. You know, that was, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe these people were being forced. But I live in Texas, and so I didn't really get the full force of that, you know. Mm. I guess we in Texas are just a different type of, of person, people. You know, we, we have a different belief system. We are very conservative. But we believe in our rights, our God-given, inalienable rights, you know. And people in California, they were forced, you know, their governor in like Michigan and all these other places. Well, I really, you know, I have a brother that lives in California. I have two because I have a half brother that I didn't know about. But anyway, um, these people, they lived completely different than what we lived. Like I look on the news and it showed like New York, like just no traffic, no nothing. Well, where I'm from, we're still driving around, you know. They did force businesses to close. Um, I was an essential business at that time. I managed a tax office, but. You know, it wasn't near like that. People were still driving and, you know, which I want you guys to think about things. You couldn't go get your haircut because that's a small business owner, right? So you couldn't go get your haircut, but you could go to Walmart. <laughs> really? You couldn't do certain other things, but you could go to Walmart or you could go to Lowe's. So these big, large companies, you know, where multitude of people are, 
uh, more likely you're going to get sick. Well, you could go to those places, but you couldn't go to mom and pop convenience stores. You couldn't go to other mom and pop stores. No. So they attacked the small business. You see our economy and the world's economy is spiraling out of control. And they're the Fed. I just want you to know the Fed, the United States is evil, wicked, has nothing to do with our government. But people don't know that. They think that that's part of our government because they don't teach history in school anymore. No, they teach that Timmy can be Jane and Jane can be John. That's what they teach in school today. They don't teach history. They don't teach government. They don't teach the actual history and government. They're trying to tell people that the Holocaust didn't matter. Did you hear what the Pope said? That evil, wicked, despicable, I call them the false prophet. One day it will be the main false prophet when the Antichrist comes or shows up on the scene. The Antichrist could be alive right now. Nobody knows. He could be. I'm pretty sure he is somewhere. He just don't know it yet. But uh, he said that the Holocaust was not against one race. Wickedness, folks. Wickedness. And if he was James Cadiz on um, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, he's saying uh, the truth about what Trump did. So Trump held this. So I guess Trump just goes along to get along. I told you I've never, and y'all have listened to me for, if you have listened to me for a very long time, long time. Anyway, I've never been a Trump fan. Never. I always said there's something wrong with him. There's something not right with him. I've never been a fan. Now, God put him in place. Absolutely, I believe he did. And he did a lot to further Christians. He did try to move, um, he did move Jerusalem, uh, our capital, um, our um, embassy to the to Jerusalem, to the capital. He did that. But he also, he also proposed a two-state resolution which divides the land of Israel, divides uh, Jerusalem was God is absolutely against if you read the book of Joel and so he's done a lot of um, things and his son-in-law Bruce Kushner dude is beyond wicked I would say uh, just read a little bit of what he has to say and oh he's all with the World Economic Forum and all this other stuff and just anti-crosses ding 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 because he's the one that initiated and did the orchestrated the whole uh, Abrahamic Accords and do a little bit more research in that and that kind of aligns the nations that are going to come against Israel um, in the end days that Ezekiel 38 and 39 talk about and so kind of l- dig into that a little bit more but anyway um, I'm not going to tell you uh, what was said I'm going to let you guys go and check out James Cadiz at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills and um, he's also got he's got a podcast got some other stuff going on too so check him out and you'll get to listen it was the latest one he did it yesterday the day before yesterday so it was very short and sweet it's on YouTube it's five minutes long so boom go check it out um, so anyway um, uh, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't vote for Trump now anyway I mean I wouldn't personally now I really hope that DeSantis from from Florida runs because definitely has my vote and pence is out there yelling and screaming about pence just needs to go back under the rock that he came from because what he did uh was despicable and um he just needs to go back i got i would never vote for him i don't listen to anything he says so anyway that's my take on all that good stuff but you know back to the days of noah which was the tim moore article he can kind of have an idea um, that this this is where this world is. This is where we're at. And he posted this article on December um, the 27th, which was yesterday. Um, and you can go on and check that out. Oh, one other thing. Um, I did want to thank the people who go to my website uh, and send donations. You guys have no idea how much that helps me. Um, totally helps me out a lot. I'm very, very appreciative of you. I won't mention y'all's names, but I am very thankful um, for that. Uh, you know, that helps 
uh, pay for the website fees and helps pay for um, other fees and internet fees. And so thank you guys so much, so much. Um, so anyway, back to this article by Tim Moore. Um, he goes on to talk about, um, he goes, Today I want to talk about God's admission that in the end days, the world would become like the days of Noah. That reference comes from Matthew 24, verse 37. We recognize that Jesus is saying that in the end days, men will be evil and evil will be multiplied all over the earth. <clears throat> we can also recognize that in the end days of Noah that everyone except Noah and his family was in complete rebellion against God goes now he goes let's look back to the beginning of human history even before the era of Noah and look at how God laid out his plan for mankind particularly his unveiling of the distinctions between himself and his creation meaning the created order we could go all the way back to Genesis 1 1 where it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the Lord himself provided this distinction between God as the creator and the created order order moving forward into genesis 1 26 to 28 tim says he declared a distinction between humanity and the animal kingdom he said let's make man in our own image and let him have dominion over all the rest of the animal kingdom then god created woman to be a helpmate for man genesis chapter 2 verse 18 and so man and woman were co were created to be co-equal in the eyes of god both made in the image of god but distinct in terms of their biological sexes in terms of relationships god established marriage as a union between one man and one woman it would serve to be a distinct relationship uh, different from all of the other relationships that man would have Men and women have relationships with their pets and animals. They have relationships with friends. They have relationships with groups. But there is something special about a man and a woman coming together in marriage as ordained by God. And yet in our day, we have come to find ourselves living in the days of Noah in terms of an immoral world and degraded society. People are rejecting God as creator, saying there's no outside entity that created all of the known universe. They are rejecting man as being special and apart from all of the animal kingdom. Too many times today we hear people claim that man is just an animal. They deny that mankind has been made into the image of God or made in the image of God. Worst of all, we now have uh, many people hell-bent on destroying the idea of man and woman being two distinct sexes two biological kinds created by god men and women are complementary to one another but unique and separate added to that lie there's a whole wave of people who have denigrated the institution of marriage true that has been happening for many years but now our society has almost totally denied god's establishment of the ordination of marriage as a union of a man and a woman folks i'm just gonna tell you right now trump did too just recently anyway hint hint check out james kiddies anyway back to the article and tim continues to say folks our society has devolved back to romans one the entire world is shaking his fist at god and rebelling just as fallen humanity did back in the days of noah weigh these four distinctions that he said he's just gone through he says number one god as distinct and separate from his created order number two man as distinct and separate from all other creatures that god created number three man and woman as separate and distinct from each other complementary and created in the image of god and yet separate and distinct that special relationship ordained by God of a man and woman coming together in marriage to be unified for the obvious purpose of producing children. 
There, those are the established distinctions of God, and we would be wise to heed them even in our day and age. I know our culture, he says, is going to push back. The secular culture is shaking its fist at God and in complete rebellion. But those who know God, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear and are discerning, have to determine uh, to stand on the word of God and recognize and appreciate those distinctions. He goes on to say, um, we should be praising our all-loving Heavenly Father for the distinctions he has made. May he be praised and glorified in your life today. Folks, that article is by Tim Moore, by Tim Moore. And uh, if the name sounds familiar, that is Lamb and Lion Ministry. And uh, Dr. David Reagan used to run that. They used to be Dr. David Reagan's or Dave Reagan's ministry. Still is to a part of it. He stepped down. Um, he's retired. Um, but anyway, if you go to my website, you'll see some articles by Dave Reagan. Um, Dr. Dave Reagan. Anyway, fantastic. And he's got some really good books out there i bought a, uh, a few myself so anyway the manifesto is one of them anyway go, go check out a lot of stuff there so anyway let's move on down the line so before i have to go to work <laughs> and i know you've heard this um but google um has been defining the word jew primarily as a demeaning pejorative i'm sure you've heard about this already this is the american thinker posted on the 27th of december it's going to give you a little highlight i guess worse google adds we only disband offensive definition by default when it's the main meaning of the term quote unquote so until someone caught google in the act google had uh had as its quote main meaning unquote for the word jew as or a jew a pejorative verb that is one of the classic anti-semitic canards he says goes on to say you can read the article at american thinker so here's a big one let's jump into this one really quick so the sudden decline in birth rates post-vaccination and the shocking silence this was posted by the conservative review and it was uh posted yesterday december the 27th folks if you're not listening to real-time truth finding it other than your mainstream media you are not going to know the truth you won't know the truth of but uh if you listen to folks like um you know jim Markell, and if you get out there and you look into um pastor jack hibbs and you read harbinger's daily and you go to leo homan h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com you're gonna hear the truth if you go to technocracy.news you're gonna hear the truth if you go to these other places, you will hear the truth. Hear the truth. But if you don't, you listen to mainstream media, you're not going to hear the truth. It's just going to be the perpetuated lie from Satan over and over and over and over. And you'll be brainwashed. No. <laughs> uh, but folks, if you are a born-again Christian, you can reason. You can still reason. God will give you that. He will give you discernment. And he gives you wisdom if he asks for it. Read the book of James, which was the half-brother of Jesus. Anyway, moving right along. The Conservative Review. This is by Daniel Horowitz. Horowitz. It was posted December the 7th. You can check it out at theconservativereview.com. In 2010, he says, Bill Gates famously articulated a four-part equation to reducing the world's carbon output. Seemingly bizarre, his first component was reducing the population through vaccination. Folks, I can't make this up. I cannot make it up. Uh, Daniel can't make it up. Uh, it's already in print. So, so he goes, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion people, bemoaned Gates in his now infamous TED Talk. Quote, he says, now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10% 
or 15%, unquote. I'm going to interject here into this article for the folks that still don't believe that the jab is meant to kill folks, to murder folks, to depopulate the world. He just said it in Gates's own words. Let me repeat that. Listen closely for those of you who are lost. Quote, now, let's go back to the beginning. He says, quote, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion bemoaned Gates in his now infamous TED Talk. And I'm going to remind you, he did this in the year 2010. The year 2010. We're going to continue. Quote, now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I know you caught it that time around. We could lower that. What is he saying? That lower what? Lower the population by 10 to 15 percent. And I don't know what health care would lower population. I don't know what that's all about. Health care should be increasing uh, your span of life because you're totally being taken care of, right? Oh, reproductive health services? What would that do? I don't know. Abortions, murdering children in the womb in their way is murdering them even after they've been born up to like two years. That's what these evil, wicked, despicable Oh, people believe. Okay, so I don't know in new vaccines. So new vaccines are supposed to lower the population. Folks, he said it himself. If you don't believe that they have an agenda uh, about depopulating the world and all these people dropping dead right now that are on the news like so-and-so died, so-and-so died, so-and-so. It's an everyday thing. Everyday thing. But if you don't believe it, you can go back to 2019 in October and you can watch it for yourself. You can watch it for yourself. It's called Event 201. 201. And they tell us exactly what the COVID-19 virus was going to do. And they even call it COVID-19. So folks, if you don't believe me if you don't believe the other folks go and watch it for yourself for yourself and you'll be like what and this right here he's telling you he's telling you so anyway back to the article tim i'm sorry daniel horowitz continues and he says until recently i thought this must have been a gaffe after all how could vaccines reduce the world's population well enter the covid jabs if you even want to call them vaccines we might have our answer of course we do. Anyway, he continues. Questions about fertility issues, stillbirths, and neonatal deaths began to be raised last winter when Scotland experienced a month of higher infant mortality than at any other time over the past three decades. Then in the spring of 2022, roughly nine months after most young adults were jabbed with the COVID shots, COVID data analysis began noticing unusual drops in birth rates. The hope was that these numbers were just short-term aberrations due to some unknown transient cause, but months later, the evidence is growing too strong to ignore, suggesting a much longer-term problem, which bizarrely has garnered little concern from policymakers, governments, the medical establishment, or the media. 
It ranks alongside, quote, died suddenly, unquote, both in terms of its magnitude to humanity and the shocking degree of silence in response. In fact, some media outlets were even celebrating the low birth rates without expressing any curiosity as to the sudden cause. While it's impossible to prove definitely that the, or definitively, that the correlation equals causation, it's stupefying that these shots are not under suspicion given that they are already tied to heart problems, blood clots, massive inflammatory syndromes, and menstrual irregularities, and that the lipid nanoparticles are deposited largely in the ovaries and the testes. So, when you're dealing with the 1 in 1,000 year anomalies, it takes a civilization changing event to account for the anomaly. COVID itself cannot be a factor in the sudden drop because the birth rates were not declining nine months after COVID hit, or even in the first year and a half. The other culprit uh, could have been lockdowns, which perhaps disrupted travel relationships and cohabitation. But if that were the case, by now we should be seeing a bounce back effect. Instead, as my friend Gatto Mallow quote points out on his Substack, the numbers are getting worse. Sweden is a perfect country to study because it never locked down and should not have been affected socially by the lockdowns. Yet, not only did the Swedes experience a sharp decline in births nine months after their vaccination program, uh, the numbers are further deteriorating over time. According to statistics, Sweden, live births are down 8.1% for the year, 8.7% per capita. But as Gato observes, the worst month was October 2022, the most recent month with data, which saw a 13.2% per capita decline. What on earth could explain the fact that this trend is getting worse? Other than, you know what? He collated the data from 25 years, and this data, which is in plain sight, raises the question of why there is no policy concern whatsoever. I'm going to throw in here really quick. Um, if you guys are on YouTube, please chalk out, uh, chalk out, please check out Dr. John Campbell. Dr. John Campbell, um, he is in the UK. I love him. He is statistical facts. He's a professor and a doctor, a uh, medical doctor. Please go check him out. You're going to learn a ton. And he looks at it from an actual scientific perspective, not from science, 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 you gotta trust the science. If that's not, that, I mean, that's ridiculous. Anybody who's a scientist knows you're supposed to question the science because that's what science is. Anyway, moving right along. So you can look at this data here. This chart is on conservativereview.com and it's, my goodness, absolutely astounding if you watch, if you look at it on a graph, how um, wow, how, whoo, you got to check this out for yourselves, guys. Anyway, so he further demonstrates that the plummeting birth rates correlate perfectly with the uptake of the vaccines in Sweden among the childbearing population. And it, it's all here in black and white, or I would say red and blue on this chart. Furthermore, any hypothesis as to the cause of the plummeting birth rates would also have to logically account for the rise in neonatal deaths. For example, lockdowns would not explain why the babies being born are experiencing more health problems. The spike protein embedded in the baby's blood, however, would. Israeli researcher Joss Gutzko uh, obtained neonatal death data from Israeli's health insurance fund Maccabee, 
which covers 25% of Israelis. He found a tripling of neonatal deaths in two of the quarters post-vaccination. And here it is on on the um, black and white or black and red on this chart. Folks, it is dis—it's wow, disturbing. You cannot, you just can't get around the facts. They can't hide all the facts. They can't keep covering this stuff up. Just like they can't keep covering up the new deaths. Remember a while back when Canada said their new number one um killer or their new number one whatever it used to be heart disease and cancer was unknown really unknown has taken the place of your number one yeah it's the vax folks so anyway if you guys haven't watched Stu peters died suddenly you might want to watch that I always put a disclaimer on that i always do uh, before i promote that because i watched it it's quite disturbing my friend and i watched that my friend Kay and i watched that very, very disturbing. Even the trailer for it was very disturbing. But um, it kind of gives you an idea of what's really going on. That the world is not going to tell you. Because the world's trying to hide it. Satan is a liar. He's a father of all lies. He's a liar from the beginning. He's a murderer. Um, he's come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And that's exactly what he's doing. And all these people are, um, I mean, he's just using them. They're his little minions to do what he wants to do. So. Anyway, these people are lost, and like the Apostle Paul says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against our, our fellow brethren, but we do wrestle against principalities and all those in evil places. And so it is a spiritual battle. And so while I'm on that subject, if you have not read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through, I'm not sure, 13 or 14, I think it's further than that. But anyway, if you haven't read that, please go read that today. Um, you need to put on the armor of God. Or you're not going to be able to make it very far. Every morning you need to put it on. The armor of God. The breastplate of righteousness. You got to put on the helmet of salvation. You had to pick up your uh, sword. Which is the word of God. You got to shod your feet. In the preparation of the gospel of peace. You have to put on your belt of righteousness. Which is true. Or belt of truth. Which is truth. You need to pick up your shield. Uh, which is um, a faith. Your shield of faith. Which is able to uh, quench all the fiery darts of the evil ones. You need to get dressed, folks. These are the days you need to be dressed. You need to put on Jesus every morning. So anyway, back to the article. I'll throw that out there. Um, so the timing is very peculiar, according to Gutzko. In February 2021, the Israeli Ministry of Health started to officially recommend COVID-19 vaccines for pregnant women in their second and third trimester. So the timing of the second quarter spike would coincide with women being jabbed later in their pregnancy two to four months prior. The fourth quarter spike coincides with the booster vaccination campaign in Israel in August and especially September, a drive that aggressively targeted pregnant women. Unfortunately, the health insurer claimed not to have information on the vaccination status of pregnant women, so we are not able to differentiate by vaccination status. Although he continues, he says this clearly rules out COVID as the culprit because the neonatal deaths in the earlier quarters of 2020 were low. He goes on to note that this data complements earlier findings he publicized from two major Israeli hospitals showing a sudden increase in stillbirths, miscarriages, and abortions collectively, SBMA, uh, is where he got that from, so around the same time. So the insurance data does not illuminate the vaccination status of the mothers suffering those reproductive problems, but his earlier data shows a 34% higher rate of the SBMAs. Um, which I guess is the stillbirths, miscarriages, and abortions. Um, in Rambam Hospital, uh, or Rambam Hospital in Haifa, among vaccinated women through October of 2022, or 2021. 
He says, obviously, we all understand that you can't definitively prove causation from correlation, but the lack of any curiosity from the medical community or the government is appalling, especially when the mechanism of action of the spike protein can logically cause these complications, including low sperm count and motility. Men out there, hope you're listening if you want to have kids. Anyway, um, we have now entered a new era of, quote, speed of science, unquote, in which governments can foist novel products upon our bodies with multiple glaring and blaring safety signals setting off alarm bells all over the world. Yet, until we can prove conclusively the therapeutics are responsible for 100% of the anomaly, they will continue to be promoted. And that is completely backward uh, and represents a flagrant violation of the Nuremberg code and we see this happening this is what you when you hear that talk about that the the trials from um the things from germany what they the atrocities that they inflicted upon the jewish people and uh absolutely and uh people you know say oh well i'm gonna tell you where that actually came from genetics was being done in the united states before and so they got their information from the United States and people who think that Planned Parenthood is death there for the PayPal and Margaret Sanger was just if you look Hillary Clinton praised Margaret Sanger oh Margaret Sanger and she was a despicable evil wretched beep I'll put that in there for you um because you're all thinking I'm sure what I'm thinking but anyway um yeah she was a, a, a eugenic she was mm. anyway and what they I it's they're right ra- i'm just they're racist they're absolutely anyway look, look up your research on her and you'll know i can't get into it because my blood pressure will go up and I'm, yeah <laughs> i have to remain calm anyway or calmish <laughs> so anyway, in a sane world the makers of these therapies would be behind bars but instead they're getting a promotion to concoct even more products with the same dangerous technology last week the uk announced the formation of a 10-year partnership with moderna to invest in more r&d uh, for mRNA technology and to build a vaccine manufacturing center that can produce 250 million vaccines a year, particularly for the very problematic RSV shot. The company is planning to release next year. In the irony of all ironies, the UK's health security agency will be overseeing this partnership. The UKSHA was the first health surveillance body in the world that published comprehensive weekly COVID updates showing negative efficacy of the shots almost a year and a half ago. Typically, failure of a corporate partner is an impetuous for a government to break the partnership. In the case of vaccines, however, the more they fail, the more they are elevated, subsidized, and even mandated. Unless the definition of failure is the opposite of how humanity would define it. Yes, folks. Well, we live in an inside-out, backwards world. And uh, these are the end days, and that's what God said these days would be like. And so you can see how everything is happening. But that article was by Daniel Horowitz, and you can check it out at conservativereview.com, conservativereview.com. And um, I definitely wanted to jump on. That came on. I started this uh, recording this podcast yesterday morning, but I'm having to go to work Um quicker than i thought so anyway um the economic meltdown may have begun and i talked about this a little earlier so economic conditions just keep getting worse as we prepare to enter 2023 we find ourselves in a high inflation environment at the same time that economic activity is really slowing down and just like we witnessed in 2008 employers are conducting mass layoffs as a horrifying house 
housing crash sweeps across the nation. Guys, you can check that out at prophecynewswatch.com. That was posted uh, yesterday as well. And so farmers, this is the big one that I wanted to talk about. As I said earlier, alluded to, you better get you some food. You better get you some food. I've been harping on this for a long time. You guys know I have. If you watch Mama Bear Prepper uh, on YouTube, she has as well. And um, I ha- they've got a, a great little community on Discord uh, with Mama Bear Prepper. I haven't been on in a while because, um, you know, I've been working every day. So I've been extremely, extremely exhausted. So, but anyway, that's all about to change. <laughs> it's all about to change. But, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm going to throw this in this morning really quick. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And, I, you know, all the stuff, all the events that have been happening here lately. Um, and I think about what would happen to those folks if God didn't put me there and, you know, who else they may put in that place of myself if they ever get anybody hired. And, I, you know, I keep thinking more and more and more about it. And, you know, maybe maybe I am supposed to be there. Maybe God does want me there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll find out. I'm going to talk to my branch manager today if he'll call me back and just, you know, explain to him. If I would just rig my regular schedule, have my days off, not have to work full doubles or anything, just work my, then I will stay. You know, so we'll see what goes from there. We'll see. But there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hurting people. I know that. And, you know, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I need to pray for, pray for this, for this world because it's, um, it's definitely, it's, you can definitely tell we are in the days of Noah. So anyway, farmer predicts worse food shortages, higher prices in 2023, amid inflation, drought, interest rate hikes. The U.S. is in the midst of a major food security threat, Tennessee dairy farmer says. Guys, this uh, article is at foxnews.com, foxnews.com, and it's by Tenny Sahakian. Tenny Sahakian. Tenny, if I murdered your name, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Um, I'm, just a, I'm just a country girl. You know, I try to do my best. <laughs> anyway, I'm a college-educated country girl. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it wouldn't matter if I was or wasn't, but I'm just saying <laughs> these names. So anyway, drought, supply chain shortages, and the rising cost of doing business led to a difficult 2022 for American farmers, but 2023 could even be worse, a fourth-generation dairy farmer said. And quote, I definitely think we have a food security threat, Stephanie Nash, a Tennessee farmer and agricultural advocate, told Fox News, because I believe that 2023 is going to be rough, worse than this year. Food prices um, have been outpacing overall inflation in 2022. As November, food prices showed a 10.6% increase compared to last year, while overall inflation hit a 7.1%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And here's a little graph here. It tells you all about the overall inflation versus Versus food inflation from December of 2020 um, to November of 2022. Guys, whoo boy, I'm telling you, you better get you some food. Anyway, <laughs> so he goes on to say, um, Tenny says, a number of factors have contributed to rising food prices, including fertilizer and fuel shortages, extreme weather conditions, and rising interest rates in an industry that relies on debt financing. Um, Ness said 2022 is a really hard year the 29 year old said uh, she says I think uh, there's going to be a lot of shortages next year for sure unquote and uh, we're going to have a uh, she goes another quote is we're going to have a supply chain shortage we're going to have an increase in our food prices at the grocery store she added I don't think it's going to go down anytime soon and I think Americans are really going to be hurting in their wallets unquote most U.S. farmers take out short-term variable rate in loan, uh, uh, variable rate loans each year to pay for everything from seeds and fertilizer to livestock and machinery. 
according to the Department of Agriculture. Um, as a result, the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hikes uh, from as low as 0% to as high as 4.25% has raised the cost of farm operations. And I can concur with that. Um, quote, you have family farmers and ranchers that can't pay their bills, Nash said. You talk about loans, that's a big deal, she says. Food costs are increasing. The overall production of our operation are increasing, she added. We have to be able to get paid more to make it, she said, unquote. So the farming sector's total interest expense is forecast to hit nearly $26.5 billion this year, nearly 32% higher than last year, according to USDA data. Due to higher fertilizer, fuel, and land costs, farmers must decide whether they'll reduce their crops in cattle or endure as they struggle to repay larger loans, according to two dozen farmers and bankers interviewed by Reuters. Quote, we see products in the grocery store increasing, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, Nash said. We do not, we are not the ones pushing for increasings. We are making less than ever, she said, unquote. So one of the worst droughts as the country has seen in decades is also helping fuel food inflation. As of Tuesday, 53.2% of the lower 48 states is in a drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. I live in Texas. We have been in a drought for a while. Anyway, she goes on to say, quote, I think that's a big threat to the United States. Weather, drought, and water, Nash told Fox News. We really didn't initiate any new programs to help farmers with devastation across America, unquote. And then she goes on to say, there's a lot of great programs out there that do try to help farmers when they get sick or maybe a death in the family, but the government doesn't really capitalize on devastation, she added, unquote. So nearly three quarters of farmers saw a reduction in harvest yields due to drought, according to 2021 American Farm Bureau uh, Federation Poll of American Food Producers. Uh, similarly, two-thirds of ranchers and livestock farmers reported Selling off animals with average herd size expected to be down 36%. The polls showed the biggest herd declines are in Texas, down 50%. New Mexico, down 43%. And Oregon is down 41%, showing the wide geographic distribution of the distress. Uh, folks who do not live in the United States, I know you guys listen to me from all over. Praise God. I thank you so much for y'all. I hope that the Lord will use this to encourage you guys. Anyway, to bring you back to God, but Texas kind of sits towards the lower, the lower, um, lower states in the United States. We're lower up there on the Gulf, and uh, we're in the kind of in the middle. And then you got uh, Oregon, which is in the top northern west coast, and of course New Mexico is just right directly to the west of Texas, but up into the middle, right. And so anyway, kind of gives you the big geographical, you know, lookout kind of if you haven't seen a map of the United States recently. Anyway, um, look at Texas, how big they are in the beef industry, Nash says. It's a really sad situation to be in when farmers have to sell off their cattle so aggressively. She said independent farmers need additional support to stay afloat. She said, uh, we have to be able to get paid more to make it and stay in the family farming and ranching community, Nash told Fox News, unquote. And so that article is by Tenny Sahakian. Sahakian? Anyway. Uh, uh, so as you can tell, um, we really aren't, um, we, we are there. I think they're doing this on purpose for some way. You can tell they are manipulating the weather. They are manipulating other things and fires and stuff like that. They've got technology to do that. Go to geoengineeringwatch.org, watch the dimming and you'll be like, wow. But it's a long, it's like two and a half hours or so long. You can watch it in, um, you can break it down and watch it. You know what I mean? In parts. And I highly recommend you do that. And if not, you can definitely go to geoengineeringwatch.org. 
Um, and you'll learn, I'm telling you, a, a, a lot, a lot. There's so much going on that you probably had no idea of the technology that they have. Um, they've got a lot of technology. Um, and so about stuff, it's just crazy. I was, I was dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded. Um, there's another guy um, on Marfugel News. He's on YouTube. You can go to Marfugel News and check they check him out and his guests out. And he's military, paramilitary. And so a lot of stuff going on that you probably wouldn't know about. Um, there is another guy out of Dallas, Texas. And I want to say it's Monkey Wrench, Monkey Works. Oh, so tell, I think it's Monkey Works. And it's W-E-R-X. And he'll tell you all about flights and everything that's going on and huge information. Um, another thing is Hope for Our Toms. Go to Hope for Our Toms. Uh, Pastor um, Tom Hughes is on the ball, on the ball. Go uh, check out him. He's got articles as well. Fantastic, fantastic resources. So there's a lot of resources out there. I need to update my website with some more resources. I took down a couple um, that after I listened to them, you know, on Wednesday services, I used to live stream in with them, not live with them, but I would watch their live stream. I'm not going to mention any pastor's names because I don't think the Lord has called me, told me to call out the specific pastor, but I will not um, listen to him anymore. And I did remove him from my website. So I think I made mention of him a while back when what was said on his YouTube when I watched, I was abhorred by it, and I was like, that is not biblical. But anyway, we won't go there. And I, I pray if you guys did watch that, um, that the, the Holy Spirit spoke to you and alarm bells. So anyway, um, guys, I'm going to get off of here because I'm having internet issues. And I record I record all my podcasts um, on Wondershare Filmora. So if you do wonder about that, I use Wondershare Filmora. Um, to record all of my podcasts on for the most part. Now, if you ever hear me live when I do live stream on Podbean, um, I will live stream from my iPhone somewhere um, in my car or like wherever I'm. If something hits, hits, then I'll, boom, I'll be on there. Oh, I do want to make mention North Korea. North Korea is sending off these intercontinental um, ballistic missiles, and they've been doing a lot of work. The one that they initially uh, sent failed. I think it went eight miles. But what they're saying is they have ones that can go 8,000 miles. So they can not only reach the west coast of the United States, they can meet, they can hit the central, and they can also hit the east coast of the United States. And so they're becoming more and more um, prevalent in the news of what they can do. Then we have China. And, of course, we have the Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, Japan. Um, so much stuff is going on, folks. I, I believe that 2023 is going to be... Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna be um, a very tense year, I believe. But I do believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has a plan has a plan for us to fulfill the Great Commission. We have got to get out there and tell people about um, His soon return and what's going to happen and how they can be saved. And they need to get saved today. So I'll end this program today with if you if you're not a born-again believer in Christ. And I'm not saying, have you been baptized? Have you walked down when you were five years old and you said your little prayer, oh, Jesus, and then you went out and you lived a life of hell and rebellion? That's not what I'm saying. Now, there are people who are saved. I was saved at a very young age. I remember five years old, probably. I don't know if I was five or four. I don't remember how old I was, but I was very, very young, and I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew beyond hope that I did not want to go to hell. I understood. My mamaw definitely... Um, 
had me understand that. So I knew what I was doing when I made that profession of faith. Now, did I stray away? Absolutely. Did I backslide? You better believe it. Um, did I come back? Absolutely. God brought me back by his grace. And I'm so humbled and thankful that he did. So I'm not saying nobody's perfect. You know, and there are those people who, you know, hey, they haven't done anything too terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm a wretched sinner. I'll tell you that right now. But anyway, um, so I'm not saying that if you if you sold a little if you if you said a little prayer when you're five you had no idea what you were saying or if you walked down the aisle and they brought you down and you know you said your little prayer and you didn't really know what you were doing and you often live your life to hell because you never really understood that you needed a savior and you never repented of your lifestyle and you never turned around repent means to turn around you know so if you haven't really done that or if you got baptized but you were never saved because there's some people who were baptized like i remember I, my mom used to tell me oh heather i was baptized i was baptized i was baptized i was like mom baptism doesn't get you into heaven and uh it doesn't get you into heaven baptism doesn't baptism and i'll tell you one thing else a lot of people say you gotta be baptized you're gonna go to hell. no baptism is nowhere in their baptism if you haven't been baptized that does not keep you out of heaven and people are like what i was like well you know when the when when the two thieves were on either side of jesus and they died on the cross do you think that thief that said you are god you know please remember me when you enter into your kingdom remember god said today you'll be with me in paradise i didn't see him get baptized did you no so no baptism is a a, a profession of your faith publicly in christ that's what that is. It, it God tells us to do that. So one of His tells us to is a commandment to do that, but it does not keep you from heaven. Absolutely not. So don't let anybody tell you that. People tell you these things, but do they read their Bible? No. I want them to tell me. You point out in the Bible where it tells me that, and I'll point to you several passages where it does not say that. So anyway, um, you got to know the Word. That's why I always say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. Because if you do not read your Word, His Word He gave to us, you will be led astray. You will believe doctrines of demons. And you're going to believe all these uh, uh, apostates, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, standing in these pulpits and telling people these lies spewed from hell. Um, you know, He came in subtly. That's the thing. Satan came in subtly he didn't come in uh like a bull you know he didn't come barging in like a bull and trample up no it's very subtle subtle lies remember in the garden of eden remember very subtle did he did he tell a very subtly he gave her the law remember a little truth mixed with a little a lot of lie but he's very subtle and so he's easily led astray so if you are not grounded in the word of God, you will easily be led astray. Even believers, even born-again believers will be led astray. But does that mean you're going to hell? No, it means you didn't read his word like he told you to, and you got led astray. But back to what I was going, you know me with ADD. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but if you have not been born again, Today is the day of salvation, Christ says. If you haven't hardened your heart to Christ, I implore you, I beg you, begging you, please, please make that decision today. Don't wait. You're not promised your next breath. And people think, well, it's if everybody else is raptured, well, then I'll believe then. No, no, you won't. You will not because God will send a great delusion over you. There are some believe that if you denied Christ, it ain't, then boom, that's, you're, that's it. God will send you a great delusion so because you knew the truth, but you denied the truth. 
when you had a chance and then that's it. So um, read Thessalonians, first and second Thessalonians to get a better understanding of that. And you can make your own um, decision on what you think um, about what God is telling you. You can you know, read that for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit um, speak to you and you'll have a better understanding. You can read some commentaries on some good pastors like uh, Chuck Swindoll, John MacArthur, a um, bunch of good, good commentaries out there. Um, I always, I mean, I need to add some of those resources more onto my website of who, you know, who are really good, good study Bibles, who you can trust. Cause there's a lot, I'm telling you, all these so-called pastors that wrote all these books, remember now they're apostates. They are apostates. Um, if you guys really want a good book and you want to learn how to, um, be in a, a really good evangelist and comfortable at it and that kind of read the school of biblical evangelism is by kirk cameron and ray comfort and you can probably get that at any christian bookstore around you if there's any left <laughs> um, around the world today you probably um, go on ebay or amazon or something like that I'm, I'm more for ebay um i'm not a big amazon fan anymore because of bezos but you know hey <laughs> that's just me you know but um today i implore you so I'm going to tell you right now, um, J.D. Farag calls it the ABCs of um, the ABCs of salvation. And so they make it, they call it the ABCs of uh, salvation because it shouldn't be difficult. It's not, it's not difficult. Um, and I'm going to pull it up here at J.D. Farag, J.D. Farag, not frog, <laughs> J.D. Frog. Um what is that hang on i think i didn't do that very good at all unless the i think i topped that in wrong jd frog um mommy that was super weird jdfrog.org that's what i thought but it came up with some yeah Whoo! you gotta be careful if you type one thing it's gonna bring you to some crazy thing but anyway he calls it the abc because it's simple it's simple you need to number nine number one no why you need to be saved you need to understand so we're going to do it today so this is ephesians 2 uh verses 8 and 9 so if i die today will i go to heaven why would anyone put off the most important decision they could ever make in their lives concerning eternal life and this is ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 it says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith in this not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that none can boast and so, here you go. So we can go up here. So the ABCs is A, you need to admit that you are a sinner. This is where um, that godly sorrow leads to genuine repentance for sinning against the righteous God. And there is a change of heart. We change our mind and God changes our hearts and regenerates us from the inside out. So if you read, um, I'm going to read this really quick. First Corinthians chapter 15 verses one through four. The apostle Paul tells us what the gospel is. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word, which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures 
that's the gospel, folks. And so B, you've got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. This is trusting with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he was. And number C, number letter C, we'll say in C, is Call upon the name of the Lord. This is trusting with all your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he was. Every single person who ever lived since Adam will bend their knee and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And that is true, folks. And the Bible tells us that every knee, every knee shall bow to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to Jesus Christ. And so those are the ABCs of salvation. And they, they send it, they make it simple like that when they tell people because there's there's no special prayer that you have to say i'm not going to give you the sinner's prayer there is no sinner's prayer it has to come from your heart you have to realize that you are wretched you are lost you are condemned to hell that's where you are going unless you accept christ god's only begotten son who came born of a virgin lived a perfect sinless life and hung on a cross for your sins and my sins. He was obedient to the Father because he loves us so much. He died on a cross for us. And it's not just the death on the cross, which was horrific, but it's what happened during that death when he goes, Lama, Lama, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, why, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can you imagine there, the, I mean, when everything went black. The massive earthquake happened. The veil was torn from top to bottom, which means we don't go to a priest on earth. We have a priest. That's Jesus Christ, our advocate. We can go directly, directly to the throne room of God spiritually. We can because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. So he took sin, who knew no sin, Jesus did, took our sin upon him, the whole world's sin, and God punished Christ, poured his wrath out on him so that we would not. That's what Christ did for you and me. And if that doesn't humble you, I don't know what will. If that doesn't, you know, tell you, my my God, what he has done for me, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. But you have to realize, you know you're a sinner. You know you are. You carry all that baggage around with you. Don't do that anymore. Lay to the feet of Christ. And like I said, it's from the east, it's from the west. That is how far he has forgiven you of your sins. God says, I'll blot them out and I'll remember them no more. When he looks at you, he sees you through the blood of his son. He sees you righteous. When the Bible says we put on the righteousness of Christ, that's what we put on. So when God looks at you, he doesn't see you as the wretched sinner that you were or you are. That you're still doing the sins. He sees you as righteous in Christ. So remember that. Remember that when you become a Christian, God doesn't look at you. Even if you commit, we're still going to commit sin because we live in a fallen world. We're still going to sin, but we must repent of that sin. You know when you've sinned, you're like, ah, you know, you got to automatically turn around, do a 360, say, Lord, I, I, I agree with you. I sinned against you. Please forgive me. And he will. Christ says he will. He will forgive you. So does that mean if you're driving down the road and you cross somebody out and you got hit by a semi, you're going to go to hell because you didn't have time to repent? No, that's not what that means. I went to a church that used to preach that and that's wrong. That's that's a different gospel. That is wrong. Christ died for sin once and for all. And it says, once you are saved, you are saved. 
Jesus says in the book of John that no, or God says in the book of John that nobody can snatch you out of his hand. That's how, I mean, and when you're, so you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ as your savior, you said, Jesus, save me. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. You are sealed. That's it. That's it. Once you are a born again, true believer in Christ, you really, really repented. You really, really believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, that he is your savior. He is our king. He's our master. We are his slaves. When you believe that with all your heart, you're saved. Nothing, nothing can snatch you out of his hand. All these apostates that are, were never truly saved. I want you to know they were never truly saved. Never truly saved. You can't be, you can't, once you're, once you believed in Christ, nothing can snatch you from his hand. So remember that. Remember that, guys. That's what I'm going to leave you with today. I'm leaving you with that today. <laughs> in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and first and second Thessalonians. Going to read about the end times. And if you can, read the book of Revelation. There's a lot of good books on Revelation. Uh, Dr. Ron Rhodes has one. Uh, and that's Rhodes with R-H-O-D-E-S. He's also got basic Bible prophecies. I've got that sitting right in front of me. Um, I've got uh, Prophecy 2020 by Dr. Chuck Missler. That's another book I have sitting in front of me. Um, so, get, you know, do some, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some good books on, on my, um, on my website. I'm going to go research that. Now that I have a little bit more time um, with everything going on with work, I'm not working doubles anymore. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do some research and get you guys some books on there that you can read. Anyway, that's going to be beneficial to you. So anyway, with that, you know, as we say in Texas, I'm really going to go this time. <laughs> so anyway, thanks you guys so much for listening. And uh, I pray for y'all um, nearly every day when I get up and I uh, try to pray for everybody when I go to bed. Um, these are the days that we live in and we really need to be praying for one. I mean, when I ask for prayer, I, mean, I wholeheartedly believe in it. The book of James tells us to pray for one another. If any of you are sick and if you are, you know what? James says the the righteous the righteous um what is it the the prayers of a righteous man availeth much that's the old King James version but that's what it says and I totally believe that I believe that God hears our prayers I do believe He still works for our prayers I do believe the prayers from your grandmamas and your mamas and all these who have gone on before us that the Lord is still answering those prayers I tell you no my mamma prayed for me my aunts have prayed for me they've gone on for the most part most of them are have one aunt left um but you know, I believe that God still answers those prayers. If he didn't, I don't think I would be here today. I would not be here today, and I just wouldn't. So, folks, God answers prayers. He has given us that. That's one of our weapons. He's given us that. The Word of God is the only weapon that we have. That's the only weapon that we have. So if you want to effectively use the weapon God gave you against these demons and the principalities of darkness and against Satan, you have to know the Word of God to be able to use the Word of God. Anyway, let me add that on there. <laughs> you got to know the Word of God to use the Word of God. So, anyway, guys, I'm really going to get off of here. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, God, for your Word. For your Word is truth, Lord, in this world that is no truth. This world is lost, and we can see that it is getting worse and worse. And it is the days of Noah, just like you said these days would be. And, Lord, and we see they're getting darker very dark and worse every day just like your word said that these days would wax worse and worse father we realize that our only hope is in you lord jesus christ we we know that and we are so thankful god that you sent jesus to us and lord jesus we are so thankful that you were obedient to the father and you came and you died of the cross 
and you took our sin upon you. And Lord Jesus, that, you know, God raised you three days later from the dead and that you now sit at the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. You said it was finished. You came, you completed the work. And Lord God, I, I'm so thankful that you are long suffering. You are long suffering. And Lord God, we are, we're thankful for that. Even though we live in a world right now that is so dark and we just want out, we just want to come home. We just want to go home to you, Father. But we know you're here and that you've got us here for a reason to tell everybody about you while the days are still here and we still can. And God, I just thank you so much that you are long suffering because there are those who may be saved who normally would not be saved if the days were cut short. But Father, we do, we do look for your glorious appearing Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. Lord, I pray God that you would just, the ones who are listening today, um, that you would just you know, give us strength, Father. Please give us strength and give us wisdom to navigate these dark and evil times. And God, I pray that you would protect those who are in hostile nations, um, who can't openly worship you, Lord, who their life is at very stake. Just if somebody was to know that they are a Christian, God, I ask that you would send your mighty, mighty angels to protect them, Lord, to surround them, to put a hedge of protection around them. God, I just thank you so much for these days. And Lord, we just ask that you would please, please give us all discernment during these times so that we would know what is true and what is false. Because without your discernment, Lord God, I know we wouldn't know. God, I just thank you for everything and I ask you all these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening and may God bless each and every one of you. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Maranatha.